0: Welcome to The Carnage Report, where we bring you the latest on all things horror-related, keeping you up to date with the news you can use. Hello, I'm Julie Holland.
1: And I'm Nick Spacek. The Carnage Report is part of the CinePunks podcast family. Go to CinePunks.com to find entertainment news, reviews, and other great podcasts like Horror Business and Twitch of the Death Nerve, along with the latest addition to the network, The Shameless a film podcast centered around the idea of exploring titles on the shame lists of co-host Michael Veers and Nick Richards, with guest hosts and interviewees popping in to give their takes.
0: If you want to help support CinePunks and ultimately this show, you can become a CinePunks Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash CinePunks, which has an X at the end.
1: Also, please go check out these great sponsors like Essex Coffee Roasters at EssexCoffeeRoasters.com. They offer specialty-grade coffee roasted to order for the most fresh and delicious home-brewing experience. Essex is committed to accessible quality coffees offering education on coffee and brewing to all of their customers. Founder Aaron Dahlbeck spent years on the road in touring bands, often questing for that great cup of coffee between shows. That experience informs Essex as they strive to make high-quality coffee accessible to people across the country. Many coffees are stored for months or more after roasting. Offering a stale cup, Essex coffee roasters roast each order as they come in to ensure your quality at home. And right now, if you use the code CINEPUNKS at checkout, you get 10% off.
0: Another great sponsor you can support is Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations. They're the premier screen printer of the Lehigh Valley, maybe also the world. They're personable, professional, and the only place where you can get punk rock attitude with professional service and printing. Visit them at xlvacx.com. They also print the shirts for Rough Cut, and I just got my first Rough Cut t-shirt, which was their Dirty Dancing take that i I believe all the profits went to uh fund abortion charitable abortion organizations and it's an awesome shirt and i'm excited to wear it
1: they're very comfortable i have many uh rough cut shirts and many um cinepunk shirts as well um they are all quality garments that i have worn multiple times and they have not fallen apart so yay so getting to know you question um this is one you actually came up with um and uh i think it is the perfect thing um to do to kick off the spooky season i mean this episode will be dropping the last full week of august and i feel that's close enough for us to start talking halloween um i've
0: already purchased halloween stuff from all the various places where it's available (laughs)
1: There is so much cool stuff right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Even like PetSmart has amazing Halloween stuff right now. Yes. They have like things for aquariums that make me wish that we had fish.
0: Same. Every time I go in there, I'm like, oh, fish have such cool stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But the getting to know you question for this episode is, do you partake in or enjoy haunted attractions slash haunted houses, hay rides? Um, and that is specifically um, man-made haunted attractions not actual like ghost hunting
0: i do not anymore and Hmm. i have a reason i am and i don't want to put this out there for nefarious actors to use against me incredibly claustrophobic real real bad and it's something that kind of came about in high school for some reason that's when it really set in so when I was younger, I could do some of these haunted houses. And as I've gotten older, I can't at all because also I think they've added more claustrophobic features to haunted houses. So the last one I went to is this haunted house that's outside this small town near my smaller hometown. And you take a hay rack ride out to this house and then it's all set up haunted. And I had gone like in junior high and it was fun, good times. I went in college and they had changed some things to make it a maze. And then You know, you're in this group of people and you're in this tight maze where the walls are right by you, the ceilings right by you. Terrifying. And then they drop a wall down. So some people got through and some people didn't. And the people in front of me are turning around because a wall has dropped. And the people behind me are not because they didn't know the wall dropped. And I had such a panic attack. Also, I went with my friend and his brother who I'd never met before. My friend got through. His brother and i didn't so i'm just with this stranger basically where i have a panic attack that causes me to start swearing like let me the fuck out of here and somebody had to come and get me because i could not move and then they take me back through the haunt where all of the haunters are like you're going the wrong way and i'm like "Fuck off!" <laughs> it was really bad really embarrassing and i don't go in them anymore but we do have an area here in Kansas city where they have a lot of haunted houses. And I like to go down and look at the outside of them and enjoy the thought of them. How about you? Um,
1: <laughs> I have found that the people watching outside haunted houses is so great,
0: yeah. uh,
1: especially down in the West bottoms mm-hmm. uh, in KC, where there's like the beast in the edge of hell. And there've been other ones like over the years. Um, I year
0: honestly, I, go ahead.
1: I haven't, been to the any haunted houses in a very long time um they are kind of pricey um Mm -hmm. they are also um i don't know i feel to me like (laughs) i enjoy them but i feel like once you've done them like i'm like i'm good like i don't need to make this an annual thing or whatever um my story regarding uh haunted house is we were going through the beast and For it was uh, my friends, my friend Craig's um, bachelor party is that we went because he was getting married in early October. We went and took him to the haunted houses and uh, it was a great deal and we had a blast. But what was so funny is we're going through the beast and right directly ahead of us. Like we're all in our mid 20s. There is a group of like 14 year old girls and we're with our friend Paul. Paul is small, like he's just he's a small dude. Um, And what's crazy about it is because we once you get inside, it's very dark and you can't see anything. They thought Paul was just like their age. (laughs) (laughs) And so they were just like,
0: save us, Paul, save us.
1: Like throughout the entire thing, like we're wandering around. There's the you know, the the werewolf.
0: Mm hmm
1: forest thing and we're trying to find each other we're doing marco polo and like they're joining in we go through the entire thing and come out and they're like paul thank you for saving us and their parents are there waiting for us and all they see is their
0: These older guys
1: they see their 14 year old daughters talking to like a dude who's very obviously in his mid 20s and <laughs> the other 3 of us are dying laughing um <laughs> although and that was the last time I went to one so it's been like 15 16 years now but mm. I do keep hearing there is a hell house at one of the Baptist churches in Kansas City Kansas That's and I've seen it while driving down I-70 if it's the one I think it is and i really really want to go like i don't want to give money to something like that but i really want to go to a hell house uh for those of you who have not seen the documentary hell house i highly recommend it they're like (laughs) haunted houses but they're very jesus centric um
0: maybe someone could sponsor us to do that if it's if it doesn't involve a maze i'll go i
1: I mean mostly they involve church basements
0: yeah that's fine I but. did help a friend when I still lived in Lawrence, I helped a friend um, who I know that, you know, Andy Bob, out mm-hmm. with a haunted hay rack ride one year in which the uh, the climax, I guess you would say, of the ride was where the hay rack stops. And we watch someone who uh, is dressed as Phil Collins perform in the air tonight and then gets chainsawed in half during the drum solo. <laughs> and it was su- it's such a long setup for that payoff. <laughs> But it was hilarious every time, and every time I hear that song, I think about Phil Collins getting chainsawed in half.
1: <laughs> oh man, I want that to happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tell us about your your favorite uh, haunts, uh, folks. Yeah. Uh, shoot if, you, message. if
0: you pay the money to go to those, uh, to go to those haunted houses, tell us all about them because we're not paying to go in them, and we want the spoilers.
1: Last year, yeah, and...
0: I was outside of them, and we narrowly missed watching someone break their leg. Oh God. Because they do, they have this thing now, these are, for those who aren't in Kansas City, these are um, old factories and warehouses, they're several stories high, and now one of them has a thing where you can jump out a window onto a big inflated, like, stunt guy landing pad, I don't know what you call it, and they tell you, don't pencil jump or whatever, you know, like, don't jump straight down, jump and, like, flatten you know float or whatever and someone just whoop, straight down apparently just broke their leg oh that thing. yeah glad we missed that but it was the talk of the line as we wandered past Good God.
1: um yeah i'm a big fan of reading walkthroughs um they're usually exciting um with terrible terrible photos <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah
1: but yeah hit us up or if you want to sponsor us to go to a uh, hell house in kansas city kansas um Please reach out and we will provide PayPal in, or Venmo information. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I suppose we could, if, if it's a reasonable price, we could pay and then also donate money to causes we cause. do support. Yeah.
1: True. True. <laughs> so now it's time for new nightmares yes
0: yes yes this is our roundup of trailers new to streaming coming to theaters everything that could be considered news
1: um this is news this is very like this came out a couple weeks ago but so they dropped the trailer for uh the movie bones and all um the new film from luca guarinho um the director of suspiria starring it is bones and all starring timothy chalamet and taylor russell um based on the novel by camille deangelis um it is a cannibal story um uh, <laughs> I don't think we should bury the lead on that. Yeah. um, it is about two outsiders who embark on a thousand mile Odyssey through Ronald Reagan's America. When they discover they cannot run outrun their terrifying past, the pair take a final stand to determine whether their love can survive their otherness. uh the trailer is like half a minute long um and is all atmosphere uh, and i it is still hauntingly creepy.
0: mhm, yeah. And Timothy Chalamet it feels like a big get for horror. That's exciting. Yeah.
1: Um the director um was also the director of uh Call Me by Your Name.
0: Ah, so. That helps. Yeah. Uh
1: which also has Timothy chalamet in mm-hmm. it. So it looks um, like the
0: cast also includes Chloe Sevigny Savigny.
1: And Jessica Harper. Yeah. Um like it seems as though um yeah, the director is definitely pulling in some folks with whom he has worked before. Um which i think is cool um and it's going it's out in november uh via mgm so uh but it's owned by amazon so like i don't know how we're gonna get this
0: excited to find out yes all right speaking of things i'm real excited about i think that we've mentioned this before maybe we haven't though i can't remember who can remember i think we've mentioned
1: it but yes we
0: finally have a trailer for guillermo del toro's cabinet of curiosities although i don't know that trailer's the right word it has some little snippets of things that you'll see in the show and it also has guillermo kind of talking about his vision for the show and you know how it came together which anytime i can hear guillermo del toro talk about anything i love it i i just think he seems like such a delightful person Um, So that that's going to be coming on Netflix. I recommend checking out the trailer in this one because it doesn't give away anything except, you know, some good practical effects, which I'm sure are the tip of the iceberg. Um, It is meant to challenge our traditional notions of horror. Uh, The quote I wrote down that Guillermo said in the trailer that I thought was was cool was that he wants to show that the world is. Beautiful and horrible at exactly the same time, which (laughs) I think is is nice and creepy. Um, Let's see. uh, Kind of the description of it is, from macabre to magical, gothic to grotesque to classically creepy, the eight sinister tales, including two original works by Guillermo del Del Toro, will be brought to life by a team of writers and directors personally chosen by the Shape of Water filmmaker. Uh, And it debuts on Netflix on October 25th, so we kind of have to wait. We're not going to get that early in the season, but I think it's going to be worth it. And I anticipate watching it, binging it all as quickly as possible.
1: Yeah. The like, it's just like crazy. Um, You've got like, in terms of like directors, you've got Catherine Hardwick, you've got David Pryor, you've got Jennifer Kent, you've got Anna Lir- Lily Amirport. Um, Mm-hmm. hanos cosmonos <laughs> um and there are out of what there's eight stories two of them are lovecraft stories so
0: yeah it's uh, gunky, which, gooey
1: yeah um definitely um interesting considering the the movie we'll be talking about later um mm-hmm. i am uh i'm especially just like just being a lovecraft fan in general i am most excited about seeing how they do pikmin's model um uh that's it's an interesting one
0: <laughs> and and that looks like that one's gonna have crispin glover
1: yeah oh I, yeah he, he oh I'm so excited for this like it's just gonna be yeah. me trying to avoid doing anything else productive during the time. like I oh, know I got two movies to watch um
0: yeah I feel like I could take a day off for this almost if I'm that ooh. excited
1: oh that sounds like fun <laughs> Speaking of Netflix, um, we got the full trailer for uh, the Wednesday series this week, um, starring Jenna Ortega as Wednesday Adams with Louise Guzman as Gomez and Catherine Zeta-Jones as Morticia. Um, in addition to like all of the, the fun sort of stuff going on and the introduction of Nevermore Academy and um, all of that stuff. Honestly, the thing that made me most excited about this was seeing Luis Guzman as gomez,
0: yeah like, it it's a whole different imagining of Gomez, I feel like than we're used to,
1: but uh, I'm very excited um I mm-hmm. it like just just that brief glimpse, I was just like, this is gonna work, like mm-hmm. I'm very, very excited, which is something I have not uh said about a tim burton project in a very very long time
0: <laughs> yeah it looks really fun i gotta say
1: um and it's uh alfred uh goff and miles millar uh the team behind smallville are writing and show running and they know how to do um weird high school pretty well i think mm-hmm. anybody. Like, we've talked about smallville on the show before um yeah. and i think they're gonna do like i'm that makes me legit excited so
0: yeah and when you look back on smallville and some of the things it did with the technology it had at that time like i think giving a team like this the technology we have now is it's just going to be that much
1: to say nothing of netflix money so yeah exactly exactly (laughs) yeah i'm very excited for this like um yeah
0: yeah it looks fun i'm stoked all right next up we have the trailer for who invited them? Which is, what is that? Netflix? I'm sorry. My brain is still broken. Shutter. Sorry. Who invited them? Okay. It's going to be on Shutter. Um, the synopsis is Adam and Margot's housewarming party is a success. One couple linger after the other guests, revealing themselves to be wealthy neighbors. As one nightcap leads to another, Adam and Margot suspect their new friends are duplicitous strangers. Uh, I didn't really know anything about this film until the trailer kind of came across my desk. I don't know, across my computer screen. (laughs) Um, But it actually looks kind of fun. It sort of has a, it's kind of a home invasion vibe because these people weren't invited to the party. But then in the trailer, you find out also that a murder had happened in this house. And that's why these people who aren't particularly rich got this expensive house. It looks really beautiful. The house is really cool. It it kind of has that vibe of we found this great house. What kind of movie can we put in it? <laughs> Which I'm always here for. Show me a great house. I'm down with it. Uh, it looks kind of fun. There's drugs. There's murder. There's partying. Looks kind of cool.
1: I think it's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm a I'm a sucker for like a awkward guest movie. Um as Mm -hmm. well as sort of like a home invasion movie. And this seems to combine both of those. And I feel like that gives, there's a chance for some humor in it. Um, Yeah, I think
0: it's going to have, it's going to be funny. And then it also has that you want to be polite, but then (laughs) polite gets you in trouble, which is something I can really relate to. (laughs) So excited. Yeah. Uh, That, that hits shutter September 1st. So we don't have to wait very long at all for that. We jump right in.
1: Hooray. Speaking of trailers and things, um, the world premiere of a new film from Terrence Cray and Christine Nyland, uh, the folks behind uh, the Shutter film An Unquiet Grave. Um, they have this new movie Distress Signals coming out um, and they dropped the trailer ahead of uh, its premiere at Popcorn Frights, um, which just is ending today as we record. So um, hopefully we'll have some info about it. Um, But it is a film about a hiker who falls down a steep rock and separates from her friends, leaving her stranded with a dislocated shoulder. Now she must make her way out of the woods and contend with how she got there. Um, One woman alone in the woods. um, Lost. It looks creepy and then has like this really like great, like it's got these little things studded throughout it where you're not quite sure what's going on. Mm -hmm. oh man yeah like it it looks a lot of it i don't know um it gives me the same vibe as as sort of like the like it's like a motion it's like a moving body at brighton rock if you've seen that one the Mm. woman who like has to like the park ranger who has to like keep an eye on a dead body like overnight until somebody can come pick it up um but it's it's that same sort of like one person just kind of alone with their thoughts and nature.
0: Um, Did you see An Unquiet Grave? I didn't, actually. I I liked it. it. It's really like this. It's small. It's just two people in a car for most of it. And, you know, I think this is a team that can really do like a small. It, I'm going to say small movie. That sounds dismissive. It's not what I mean. But like a tight movie, you know, just mm-hmm. single focus kind of thing.
1: I'll have to check so- it out.
0: Yeah, I I think it's worth checking out. It it wasn't my favorite of last year, but I it surprised me. It has it has a twist that I was like, oh okay, interesting. All right, next up, we have already talked about the menu on here, and we're excited about it. We got it, and we had a, I think a teaser trailer before, and now we have a more fleshed out trailer that gives us a lot more information. It kind of solidifies some of what we thought might be happening. I think we thought maybe you know obviously so it's this you know people are paying to go to this exclusive expensive dinner that looks pretty secluded and you know feels a little off now it looks like maybe they're hunting people or something too and it, and, and there's definitely more going on than even what we're seeing in the trailer that it, um the trailer gives us more of the humor that we're you know, we were told this is a horror this is a horror comedy or dark, dark comedy, and I don't think we really saw that in the teaser trailer. I got more of the comedy in this fuller trailer. I think you could still watch this trailer and not have it spoiled because it feels like there's still a lot that is going on that we're not told about. The cast, of course, is great. Ralph Fiennes, Anya Taylor-Joy, N- Nicholas Holt, Judith Light. John Leg was almost so
1: excited about Judith Light being in Me a movie. <laughs> it's, so, it's so dumb how like I saw her name originally and I was just like oh,
0: Angela. Angela. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I can't wait to check this one out. Um and this is gonna be in theaters, I'm pretty certain. Yeah. And I have the date. I feel so unorganized today, and I it, it's, it we don't get it till November 18th um so early drop on the trailer considering some we get and it's like oh the movie's coming next week so it gives us it it is going to premiere first at the toronto international film fest in september so if you have the opportunity for some reason to take part in that lucky you but the rest of us have to wait till november 18th
1: have fun at tiff god um Uh, second week in a row with Chucky news. Um, last uh, last episode we talked about season two of the series, and uh, just recently, Yellow Veil Pictures announced that they picked up the rights to another Chucky project, which is the documentary "Living with Chucky," which is uh, currently hitting uh, festivals um now what's kind of cool about this documentary is like not only does it quote explore the iconic child's play franchise through a personal and social perspective featuring new and archival interview footage to expose the series cultural impact over the years with cast and crew memories like members like don mancini brad doroff jennifer tilly tony gardner and david kershner along with fans like marlon wayans john waters and abigail breslin it's directed and conceived by Kira Elise Gardner, who is the daughter of Tony Gardner, who is the chief puppeteer for most of the franchise. So it's like not only uh talking about it, it's talking about like growing up with it and being like this being like part of her life ever since she was a kid. Um, so I, I think that's a really neat perspective uh and i think probably allows for for a much more interesting take on it than just like your standard like talking head documentary
0: yeah i mean we've already established that i'm a huge child's play chucky fan (laughs) i'm really excited about this probably more excited than i've been about a documentary in a while because just the people she got are the key players i can't wait to hear more about it
1: i think it's going to be a blast
0: all right next thing we have a release date for a remake. I kind of forgot what's even happening <clears throat> and personally don't think we need, but that's okay. This is a remake for Goodnight Mommy. It's an Austrian film and it's being remade for American audiences because some people don't like subtitles, I guess. Starring Naomi Watts. Um, we don't have a trailer yet. We don't have even stills. The synopsis of the original movie is when twin brothers arrive home to find their mother's demeanor altered and face covered in surgical bandages, they begin to suspect the woman beneath the gauze might not be their mother. Did you see Goodnight Mommy? Oh, it hits Prime Video on September 16th, so did, it's coming. Did you yeah, see Goodnight Mommy?
1: I did. I don't. I wasn't like, especially as enamored with it as everyone else seemed to be like, there are a lot of people who are just like, this is brilliant. I was like, I, I, man,
0: I mean, it's on the list of movies for me that I don't need to see that again. It's Austrian, which is German adjacent. It's brutal. It is brutal. Some of the things that happen in it are like, oh, Jesus. Okay. Wow. Um, I I am guessing that it will not be as brutal in the american version so i'm curious to see how they handle it i'll watch the remake um but i i'm i don't know i don't know naomi watts that's a big name
1: yeah yeah it should be (laughs) fine Fine. we're
0: definitely not as excited about this as other things no vibes Uh,
1: what i am super excited about is the new killer clowns from outer space short that came out this week um it's just like a little short two minute short to in and, and its just to premiere Halloween horror nights in Hollywood. Um but um uh, it's an actual killer clowns from outer space short film um that looks great. It's just exciting it's weird uh because it it, it hits like even with only like one clown and like a very small setting it definitely hits. mm mm-hmm it hits all the vibes it made me so happy like i was i was having a real crappy week and like when this popped up online i was like oh this is exactly what i needed um uh, and yeah, even now talking about it i was just like oh man i wish i could get out to universal studios hollywood um yeah um if you can uh it runs september 8th through october 31st um and there's all kinds of killer clown stuff happening. And um, I mean, you can, uh, I believe this year also in adjacent killer clowns news, um, you can get an actual like ray gun at uh, Spirit Halloween.
0: You can. I saw it. The cotton candy gun doesn't oh. shoot actual cotton candy, but it looks really cool. Oh. They have a lot of killer clown stuff. I was just there yesterday. Rob bought a I shirt. To go yet. All right. Next thing, we have some stills from The Midnight Club. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this too. The Midnight yes. Club is the adaptation of the Christopher Pike novel, although I believe it it's more like The Midnight Club will be the surround for incorporating multiple of his novels. It's headed up by Mike Flanagan. It is coming to Netflix October 7th and we still don't have a trailer, but we have stills. The stills are basically the cast, the kids and for those who don't aren't familiar with the Midnight Club, it's set in basically kind of a children's hospice. Super dark. Yeah. It's it's you know, these kids aren't aren't coming out of this place. I don't know if they're gonna go that dark with the show. So the kids in the stills, they're all in jammies. Most of them look pretty unwell. That that tracks. Um, I'm excited. I was excited to see the stills. I was excited to see this entire write-up that i'm looking at right now in vanity fair because that feels exciting and like horrors at the forefront it is the season for horror to be at the forefront but i love it i can't wait cannot wait
1: that article is so good and you know it's it's funny is because this is like the second vanity fair thing we've talked about in the last couple episodes like and Mm -hmm. i feel like they're like because they they had the um the vampire movie um the the title uh day shift um yeah that they had that great write-up with a bunch of stills from that and like this is a great write-up and like you get to find out like how this hall came to be and they actually talk with Christopher Pike um which I think is like super fascinating for like um former you know spooky kids like myself um Mm -hmm. like to find out about this author it's like oh they're still around and they're not that old like I was just like oh he's gonna be old I'm like oh he's like 63 like he's younger than my parents um yeah
0: like he must have been writing these when he was pretty young actually
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, if you want to get really, really hyped, um, do check it out. Like it's a great article.
0: It is. It's really thorough. I'm, uh, I'm so excited for that show
1: things i am also excited for um uh, i wish i could it's, speaking of things i wish uh, i could go to like i feel like that is just mm-hmm. like the subplot of the news uh, <laughs> of new nightmares this week is just like all these things we want to go to uh one of them being fantastic fest um, uh, which yes. takes place down in austin and it's the first in-person one um, it will be taking place in Austin, September 22nd through the 29th. Um, there are also a virtual fantastic fest at home experience from September 29th through October 4th, um, tons of premieres, all kinds of crazy movies that, um, I really, really want to see, but, um, like the one, uh, including, um, a remake, I don't think is necessary, um is a um a remake of one cut of the dead but it's french yeah yeah no i'm very very well i think it's like a french director american movie um but but the thing that i am most excited about is the third film in james Wynn's birdemic series birdemic 3 sea eagle Uh, (laughs) the trailer dropped it's great you watch it, you do discover that um, Andrew Bagg um, Rod is back once again for this go through uh, and features prominently in the trailer.
0: And the menu will be there. So another option for you to catch it before November. I haven't had a chance to go through everything, but I'm still hoping for virtual press passes.
1: Same. Hi, Brenda.
0: I'll call you back. Hey, Brenda. Wes calling you again. I just needed to hear your
1: voice. I love you very much. You know, some things may seem broken. Usually just means you stop trying. Everything all right over there, my friend? I'm not much of a bathroom talker. You're not in the least bit curious as to what I have to say. I'm just not into conversations with random dudes hiding out in bathroom stalls.
0: No one is coming to help you, friend. Anybody! So you're a god living in a rest stop bathroom in a stall that's glory hole adjacent i am he
1: i am that god the universe has a favor to ask you need to satisfy my physical form there's only one part of you that can do that I'm not doing it. I don't
0: care how many people are saved.
1: Total annihilation of all life in the universe. Your feelings tear you up inside. You are raw. That's what I need from you. What did you do, Wes? I wish I'd driven the extra 40 miles to the next rest stop. That wouldn't have helped. Why? Is there a troll living in that one? And now it's time for our feature presentation um, for this episode. We watched the new to Shutter film Glorious directed by Rebecca McKendry.
0: Yes, Glorious is a heartbroken man finds himself trapped in a bathroom with a strange voice who says he may be the only hope in stopping a terrible event. And those of you who came here expecting bodies, bodies, bodies. Sorry. Life happens. <laughs>
1: It was a very weird thing where it did not play in the theaters for very long. And I discovered literally 10 minutes after it started that the one uh, <laughs> showing I could have made had started 10 minutes prior. Um, <laughs> yeah, my plan was to go see it like on a on my day off on Thursday. And it was just like, oh, no, it's already gone. I was like, yeah, but like movies run like at the very least, like Friday through Thursday, even if they yeah. only run for a week. And I, I was thought- like
0: it was a bigger deal it's got pete davidson no i know
1: i know and they they, the funny thing was is that they did advertise it like a ton at regal so like i have no idea what's up
0: i think this one will give us more to talk about anyway plus if anyone else missed bodies 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 you don't have to worry about us spoiling it not that we would have but you can go watch glorious right now if you're worried about us spoiling it and then come back and listen
1: um I was originally just like attracted to this, not just because it was a Lovecraftian movie. Although again, like that's a very easy sell for me, mm-hmm. but um, it's the first movie that Rebecca McHendry has done, at least to my knowledge, that's not an anthology. Um, because like, she Tales does of have how-
0: a lifetime movie. Oh, I, that fr- was actually really good.
1: Really? Uh, I mean,
0: one? for lifetime. It was, um, old, please. It was something granny, and I I don't want to mess it up. It was like murderous granny or killer granny. I watched it because I love Rebecca McKendry, and it, oh, God, well, Psycho Granny, Psycho Granny. <laughs> I mean, you know, she loves sleaze, Lifetime does sleaze, Psycho Granny with the sleaze in it. I enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> well, damn! I'm gonna have to check that out. Um, but you yeah, won't be I'm, disappointed. <laughs> I am most familiar with um, her, like work with "Tales of Halloween" and mm-hmm. "All the Creatures Were Stirring," which is essentially mm-hmm. uh, "Tales of Halloween" but at Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, those are fun. But like, what I what I think is really interesting um, is that. This definitely feels like the glorious feels like something that could have just been like an anthology segment, but like fleshed out to like a full length feature. Although this is really not a very long movie.
0: No, it's like 79 minutes or something.
1: Yeah, I think it just like cracks feature. Yeah. Yeah, I think technically has to be like 75 to count as an actual feature.
0: Mm hmm. And it's also funny because, you know, I listen to Rebecca McHindry's podcasts and have for a while. It's exactly the kind of movie that if anyone else put it out, she would champion and love. <laughs> and and not that I would expect people to do movies that don't fall in that category, but sometimes you do. So it's nice to see her do like exactly what's in her wheelhouse.
1: Yeah. Um Uh, this is one of i feel like a lot of like post-pandemic movies where it's just very lean um it's obviously you know they shot some exteriors and then i mean you can just shoot it it's a one room thing it's like another uh movie that could very easily be a stage play hell this could have almost been like this could be an audio play honestly it's it's so yeah really uh chill um but uh it i mean like i like the fact that uh they got ryan quanton to to be the lead one of the two leads i the, the physical lead, let's the lead say. you see <laughs> oh just they, because he's got a great horror pedigree i mean he was on true blood and them um two shows i have not seen but uh i'm aware that people I've, are, I've seen a
0: couple are, episodes of them
1: that quite fond of and he was in the movie Dead Silence which seems to be getting some sort of like I it, it's been popping up a lot and I'm wondering if it's in like on horror Twitter lately and I'm wondering mm. if that has anything to do with just people remembering it because of this
0: maybe yeah. so and he really does such a good job of carrying this I mean it's a one-man show for the most yeah. part there's just a couple other little characters physically that come in and out and otherwise it's just him talking to a disembodied voice. Mm-hmm. He can't, and it, he really does a fantastic job
1: it's the what i like the fact is like this is obviously like a very dialogue heavy movie um like it's it's mm-hmm. it's very talky but yes. it's presented in a way where like he's obviously very frustrated and i love that jk simmons as the disembodied voice um is just like he's the Perfect. He is what really, to me, kind of sells this movie. Because, like, if you don't have like a good disembodied voice, this mm-hmm. whole thing falls apart. Mm-hmm. You need somebody, like, and he is the sort of person who can very easily do humor and like creepy stuff, and also like a voice of authority. I mean, like for God's mm-hmm. sake, he was on SVU, yeah, <laughs> like...
0: and also an Eminem. You know, he's mm-hmm. the range of his vocal acting.
1: Um. Also, like really minimal effects. Like it's not a. Mm-hmm. Uh. But those that like they use their money very wisely.
0: Oh, when you get them, you get once that. So it's all set in a rest stop bathroom for the most part. That's already filthy. It's already not the kind of place you'd want to get stuck. And then eventually, it's just covered in blood and viscera, and it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful.
1: <laughs> and um, there's a very, there's a, like, I'm not gonna spoil, like, what the content is, but there's, like, a, an animated segment at one point that is just, it, it's, it's very cleverly done. It's very, like, it, it lets you get some more, exp- it's an expository dialogue bit, but it gives you something to look at rather than just listening to somebody talk. Um, And the animation's really cool how they do it
0: Mm -hmm. yeah one thing i particularly liked is because we do spend so much time not seeing whatever is being voiced you know and and the character wes is told repeatedly like don't try to catch a glimpse don't peek through the crack in the stall don't peek through the glory hole between the stalls (laughs) don't look and then the the creature the thing describes itself sort of very in Lovecraftian style as too terrible to imagine. I could describe it, but you'll never get it. It's too awful. You 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 can't even handle it. Is basically what we get until, you know, it starts to pay off.
1: And when he does try to sneak a peek, it literally drives him temporarily mad. Yeah. Which is very like a very Lovecraftian thing where it's just like a just the briefest glimpse like turns you into a gibbering maniac
0: yeah it truly is too terrible to imagine <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean like let, let's be fair like this is one of those movies that is like a little bit over the top like but uh, like just in terms of like the dialogue is very it's not overwrought but it is very It it, it is very um stage like it, it definitely feels like um like people are getting to really chew on like both um uh, ryan quentin uh, uh, as wes and jk simmons as the um unnamed lovecraftian thing like do get a lot of really good chewy dialogue mm-hmm. um it you know it gets a little uh crazy at times but i mean but it's a movie about a lovecraftian monster in a bathroom stall so you know yeah
0: all the <laughs> all the talkiness and the dialogue kind of reminded me i was essentially a philosophy major although it really wasn't offered at my college but any other college I'd have a philosophy degree anyway so you know even in philosophy classes occasionally they want to give you a movie day and the movies they would have us watch would it's like a movie there's things happening but it's mostly people walking around talking about deep ideas and that's sort of what I got out of this too it's like there are things <laughs> happening Wes is trying to find ways to get out you know they're interacting but then it's also just a lot of talking about deep ideas big concepts things like
1: that uh, which
0: I really appreciated
1: dialectical yes yeah
0: and the the obvious uh addition of sartre jean paul sartre <laughs> when uh west says i thought hell was other people and you know that's from the play no exit there is uh-huh. no exit <laughs> So, you know, from it if you really want to think about it deeply, there's a lot of really kind of deep concepts going on that you can really you can really spend some time thinking and analyzing on this film. And you also don't have to at all. You can just watch it and just enjoy the gore and the ridiculousness and the comedic moments. I mean, on the poster, for God's sake, he's standing there holding a leg.
1: Now, um, like we were we were talking about this off mic there's like there's a part in the movie that has a lot of people confused I, I calling it a twist isn't i don't think it's accurate because it doesn't really like regardless of where you fall on either side of how you interpret one of the the scenes um i don't think it really affects your enjoyment of the movie or really like anything about it but it is sort of like a very interesting uh little extra i mm-hmm. suppose um it it involves his relationship with um brenda as played by sylvia grace Krim, um who is uh the the other character in this movie although she is not present
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: currently um it's it, the, the the relationship ended and he yeah. is he is not dealing well with it which is why he ends up in that rest stop bathroom hmm and Although, the twist,
0: all the twist really does is give you the answer to the question you may or may not be asking: Is Wes a good person? Mm-hmm. Does that matter? We don't. I don't know if it matters. I don't know that you need that, but I found it interesting.
1: Yep. Uh, as, as as the creature says, like him ending up in that restroom was inevitable.
0: Yes, he was fated to do so.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. uh, which I. I like that idea that mm-hmm. there is, no matter what he did, no matter where he decided to pull off, no matter whether he drank most of a handle of whiskey or not, he was going to end up having to make a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I
0: would. I mean, I think that's evidenced by the fact that he does drink a handle of whiskey, wakes up in the dirt outside the rest stop, realizes he's going to vomit. And then runs into the bathroom when you could easily just puke outside. That would be acceptable in that moment. Yeah. But instead he runs in where he will get trapped. Though he doesn't know that at the time. (laughs)
1: Like, you know, like I given the choice between throwing up outside and throwing up in a rest stop bathroom outside 100% every time. For
0: sure. The minute he went in there, I was like, "Mm, no, I've just gone behind a tree or something. This is, this is gross. Yeah. Especially because you got to sit on the floor. Um, i
1: i love the lovecraftian stuff like um Mm -hmm. it's done really well and i feel like a lot of low budget films have really actually figured out how to do this like because it's something where you get to have fun with like absurd dialogue Mm -hmm. and like weird stuff you can get away without showing things and like you just go nuts with color
0: (laughs) yes yeah you just bathe it in that pink and violet and you're there
1: and I think everybody, like those are Lovecraftian colors and um, I'm mm-hmm. sure there, I'm sure there's a makeup palette out there that's just like, you know, called Big yeah. Model. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um,
0: I am excited to announce that for the first time ever, we have a Twitter interaction regarding this film. Oh, that's right. So uh, Greg from Nightmare Junkhead did respond to our call for how did you feel about this movie? And he says, hot take, this movie is about addressing mental health and addressing issues before you're stuck in a stall, contemplating cramming your genitalia into a well-designed glory hole. Bottom line, really dug the flick. I and I, yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly, Wes has some things to address and some things to answer for, and and I guess uh, our creature is is gonna hold hold his feet to the fire on this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it, he has to make a choice, and yeah. that choice has. Uh, ramifications outside um what it will do to him
0: mm-hmm. and i think you know it it leaves us with the question of whatever choice that he makes does it is does it redeem him in his life i don't know the movie leaves you with a lot to think about honestly
1: yeah it's it's not what i expected but in in the like the best sort of thing where you're just like you get this movie and you're just like i've been thinking on this for two weeks now yeah
0: yeah i still have questions
1: it's like makes me want to reach out to rebecca mckendry on twitter maybe we should
0: i know um, and i see that the latest episode of her podcast they do discuss it and i haven't listened haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet i'm guessing they don't go into spoiler territory but you never know so Give that a listen, see if she answers any of our questions.
1: Um, If you have any questions you'd like to ask regarding the film or if you have your own interpretations, do reach out uh, mm-hmm. carnage report Pod at gmail dot com or report carnage on Twitter and Instagram.
0: And also make sure you're if you are into horror stuff, listen to Nightmare Junkhead as well. Greg and Genius are so much fun. And um, we're he's they're so supportive of us and yes we're supportive of them so thank you Greg for finally giving <laughs> us some someone else to talk about <laughs> yay. yay
1: uh so uh that's now playing on Shutter um definitely check it out uh and we've mm-hmm. also got a couple recommendations of other things should you should you enjoy uh glorious
0: mm-hmm I personally really went with the low hanging fruit on this one, which are <laughs> out of space. Got that same palette, that same Lovecraft. It's got Nicolas Cage raging. It's got alpacas. It's pretty fun. Uh, I recommend that one a lot. Uh, also, The Void. I don't think as many people have seen this one. It played festivals. Um it's basically some weird stuff's going on. It feels like it's going to be a culty movie. Like there's people in robes and it's creepy, and someone ends up going to the hospital. And then, like a whole other half of the movie, they're in like the bowels of this hospital with creatures that are just really weird, really, like gooey and creepy. and i would I would say check it out.
1: oh, it's so sticky
0: yeah <laughs>
1: it's so sticky um speaking of sticky um i recommend uh one of the, my recommendations is the 2019 film um the beach house um mm-hmm. which i am a very much a stand for um it's i i feel like one of the best like lovecraftian picks in forever um and just like it's another small cast mm-hmm. uh, like four people at a beach house uh it's it very <clears throat> weird it has a very spooky and creepy ending um yeah. and goes places that you're not quite expecting um and uh you want to talk about somebody stuck in a small space dealing with something they're not quite sure what's happening uh Pool. um which um again has been also like I think uh, falling in line with everything we've been discussing uh, has also been adapted into a stage play.
0: So oh, has it, I just watched this for the first time last week. I hadn't I heard about it. I hadn't seen it. And so I finally watched it. It's very good.
1: Yep. Very um, there was a, there was a showing in they, they did it in KC Cody, Wyoming did it um, uh, like five, oh, cool. five or six years ago. And I was really bummed. I never got to check it out. And I hear it was great nice but yeah check all those out uh i know the void is on tubi and i think color out of space and the beach house are both on like the roku channel so
0: yes and pontypool i think it's on shutter i watched it on something that i have streaming so i think it was shutter
1: but yeah check it out
0: yes All right i'll be right back what do you have coming up nick
1: i am currently trying to do a bunch like cram in a bunch of stuff before we go on vacation for a week um so it's just like me trying to like frantically read books and like hope things come in the mail before we go out of town um i i I am very excited uh it will be readable on on the interwebs by the by the time this episode comes out I got to interview uh Gwendolyn Kiste, who wrote this excellent book called Reluctant Immortals that I talked about quite a while back um that is about uh characters from Jane Eyre and Dracula in the 60s mm-hmm. dealing with a uh the, the 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 villains of those pieces coming back to life um in like 60 san francisco and it was uh it's a blast and the interview got real weird because i was very very tired and could oh, not no. um but uh yeah no um i'm trying to like there's a bunch of movie sales going on right now and i'm trying to decide like i was going to buy a bunch of stuff but we're having vehicle trouble so now i'm kind of glad i didn't like go crazy because severin films is like basically not doing DVDs anymore. And so like I very nearly just bought like a bunch of movies because like they're three five dollars. Like it's a great deal. And then um I just I forgot. Um, they're one of those companies that does not offer media mail, you can only ship through FedEx. Whoa. So it was like $25 worth of movies and $16 worth of postage. I was like, ah,
0: boo. Yeah.
1: I get it. But mm-hmm. um but yeah, that's mostly me trying to and, uh, you know, watching along with um, what we do in the shadows, which this season has just been superb. Um, so good. And by the time this episode airs, it's I think it's adjacent, but I feel like only murders in the building is something that would appeal to everyone.
0: I haven't uh, watched that yet. I keep hearing such good things. I need to watch Well, it. the
1: final episode of the second season airs on Tuesday, it, like hits Hulu on Tuesday. So you can binge it. And I cool. highly recommend everybody listening does. What do you cool. got coming up?
0: Well, I also have a vacation coming up, although it won't be a whole week long. Um, I, When this hits, I will be leaving on a short vacation to Eureka Springs, Arkansas, which is a very haunted town. So it does pertain <laughs> to what we do here. I'll be taking a ghost tour that I've already took several times and could pretty much lead. But it's always fun. Uh, so that's the bulk of what I'm doing. I'm sure I'll watch some movies. But. Yeah, I don't have anything trying to think. I don't have anything more specific coming up. I think that's about all I have on the docket.
1: Have you done the underground tour in Eureka Springs?
0: No, due to the claustrophobia. And Uh, they're not running it right now. They haven't been running it since COVID times. So but the ghost tour that I like the most does let you go into about ten feet of the catacombs. Hmm. So it's it's something. I've so I've been down in the catacombs just to i don't know is catacombs the right word the underground yeah. sidewalk <laughs> i've been down there a little bit but in general i'm fine with pictures i don't really want to go in fact when when we it, that's a new feature for this ghost tour that i've taken several times and i was like i don't know if i want to do that part do i have to do that part and she was like no but it's really short and it just you know you're just walking walking a few feet and i was like oh okay and then i did it i was like okay i feel stupid that i was scared of that but I'm prone to panic attacks when I'm claustrophobic, so I didn't want to have a freak out in front of everyone.
1: Uh, Eureka Springs. I haven't been in a while. That's so much fun. I love it. Love place. Love the Crescent. Yes. You should let us know what sort of vacation plans you're doing before um, fall kicks in.
0: <laughs> yeah, or anything. you. I mean, if people have young kids, they probably already did their vacation. So if you did anything... Cool or fun, tell us if you're going to any of these like big haunts, like Halloween horror nights. If you're going to Salem, if I mean, I know people travel during the season to some of these bigger things, tell us. We want to live vicariously,
1: yes, yes, because um, it's students are back in town here in Lawrence, and so um, once I get back from my vacation I am um basically uh chained to a register <laughs> through Chris through New Year's um yeah because is football... the safest
0: place to be when students are in town as well
1: yeah legit legit get off the streets <laughs> but uh yeah hey thanks everybody for listening um yeah. you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at report carnage and we can be reached via email at car- re- carnage report pod at gmail.com if you'd like to make any suggestions For upcoming episodes or just share your thoughts.
0: Or if you want a sticker, which we still have.
1: Yes. Um, You can also find those if you see us out and about. Like, Mm -hmm. I usually have some in my bag. So Uh, my brother did all the music. My brother, Steve Spacek, did all the music that's featured in this episode. And you can find him on Instagram at Starling Woodworks and at Nodder. That's nodde com. Julie, where can they find you on socials?
0: I am Dark Humor Girl on Instagram and Twitter. I write for modernhorrors.com and downrightcreepy.com. And you can find my review for Glorious on downrightcreepy.com. If you want a little more in depth, I think I pretty much said everything here. But if you want to read it on virtual paper, you can go there. What about you, Nick? Where can they find you?
1: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at NuthousePunks. You can find me on Instagram at NicklausMouse. Um, You can find my writing at The Pitch. You can find me doing weird, mildly awkward YouTube uh, Zoom interviews at Starverse Magazine. (laughs) Um, We just finished the, 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 the most recent issue. Just went to print and will be coming out. And you can read my OST soundtrack movie score column in there that I turned in very, very late uh and um yeah uh you can also find my writing in places like lawrence magazine and lawrence business magazine which is a new
0: business
1: i knew (laughs) look at you (laughs) You i'm getting to do fancy stuff um but yeah thanks for listening everybody
0: yeah thanks for listening (laughs) um we're gonna be on just a little bit of a break so instead of having An episode the week after Labor Day because of the holiday, because of our vacations, because of life. We're going to take an extra week. The next episode will be September 15th, I think we realized. Yes. And we don't know what we're going to talk about yet because there's a lot of time between now and then. And we don't know. We have some ideas, but what if something more exciting comes out? So keep an eye on our socials and we will let you know what we're going to talk about.
1: Or you can tell us what we absolutely need to see and talk yeah. about because you want to know what we're doing, uh, what we think of it.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, we're here telling you the news, but we don't know everything. We need you to tell us some things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please do. But thanks for listening.
0: Yeah, thanks.
1: Well, bye, everybody.
0: Bye.